Well, you've heard her voice on the airwaves. You've heard it all over the world. And generally, she's commentating when Barbarazm is scoring 100. <laughs> she's a very good friend of mine and uh, first debutante on the show, all the way from Pakistan, from Karachi, Pakistan, Aruj Mumtaz. Aruj, how are you? I'm very well. Thanks, Gran. That uh, sounded very lovely. And if I find that makes any sense, I'm hoping it clicks tomorrow for Barbarazm. Well, well, we don't. Based generally, on <laughs> generally, you're the one that's on the airwaves. <laughs> I think I, I got that sense when I was in Pakistan that the public, whenever Baba got to, you know, 80-odd, they were like, get Aruj on the, the, in the commentary box. We need her calling this because every time she does, he scores 100. And I think you were next yes. to me when he scored his 100, um, his last 100 against New Zealand. And that was yes. a series um, where... Got, looking back, we spent a month together in Pakistan and I looked at that Pakistan team and I went, wow, this team has got the best bowling attack yeah. in the world. Um, but then you lost Nassim Shah. How do you think this Pakistan team is looking now or almost sort of two, three months on from that that tour that we were at? Uh, well, um, you com- you were completely right that we probably still had the best quick bowling lineup in terms of Shaheen, Masim with the new ball and Harris in the middle and then towards the back end with, the, the, with that trio. Um, but you have to put in context. We were struggling with a frontline spinner for a while. And uh, we were obviously playing Shadab, who was, again, you saw the wickets in Pakistan. New Zealand toured Pakistan twice, didn't bring their full strength team. And it was almost out of context where we looked very good. But it was with the quick bowling. We still had struggle with the spin new bowling unit, and that's probably what is fast out in. So, I mean, if, when you put into context those three bowlers bowling together, we were obviously, we played the likes of Netherlands, Afghanistan. We didn't play first and New Zealand side either. And you need to put into context. So, the damage was primarily being done by that uh, trio of Shaheen, Nasim, and Ro, which was enough to sort of almost cover. Uh, the the you might want to call it limitations or or the hurdles that we were having with our spin bowling unit and Shadab and Nawaz was sort of doing the trick and filling in that twenty over period with Iftafar chipping in or Salman Aliaga when he was bowling, so that issue wasn't quite glaring in your face as an as an issue. Uh, although um it was always there, so I think Pakistan sort of rode this high horse of being world number one without really putting into context what was going on and how we got there and the quality oppositions we played. And But we were found out very quickly once the Asia Cup started. I think well into the first and second game, uh, those issues sort of hit Pakistan. And um, I still feel that spinning 20 overs, unless Pakistan play with a four-seamer, which is unlikely, those 20 overs will be where the opposition does take charge against us. When you just look at the entirety of the tournament to date, you know, the wins and loss column suggests the side has been a little bit inconsistent. And I guess that's an old trope, sort of, um, you know, one of the old lines thrown towards Pakistan, whether it's fair or not. I think people like to rely on that. So when you look at the performance in the tournament, have they been resembling a consistent side or or those fluctuations been a little bit too vast from your perspective? No, they have been vast. Um, but again, uh, it doesn't take sort of rocket science kind of brain to imagine where they've come from. Again, you put into context the build-up into the World Cup, the opening pair was an issue. 
uh, throughout the Asia Cup. And once you play good quality sides and better oppositions consistently, that becomes even more of a vast or a glaring issue. Um, the the middle order inside for Pakistan did well throughout. Um, the, the the problem was that Pakistan didn't click as a unit throughout the World Cup, and hence why not until again South Africa maybe had they played their fifty overs, it could have been a different story. But it wasn't until Bangladesh, the seventh game of the tournament of a game of nine in the round stage, that Pakistan eventually got everything clicking together. Um, so for me, it was more of the build up into the Asia Cup and the World Cup, and we didn't sort our issues out, which were pointed to us during the Asia Cup. And and hence why tomorrow or England become that much more uh, difficult and we're still going to be praying for someone else to slip up. Rouge, you know, one of the things that Pakistan, I, I believe, and tell me if I'm wrong, but it always looks like you get a few losses or you go through a bad patch because I actually think this has been a very good team. You know, looking at them uh, in their own conditions against New Zealand in the last tour, I was like, wow, this is this has got the making. And I even said to you, I said, imagine Pakistan beating India in the World Cup. Like we were sort of thinking like that. But I, I think that one of the things that adds to the inconsistency of Pakistan is that as soon as they have a bad run of form, the selector goes, like Inzi's gone now. And then, you know, they'll ax this group of, of coaches, a few players go. Like there's just no consistency and conformity in, in what happens. And that's very difficult. It makes it difficult for a team to be consistent. I mean, if you put it uh, the way you're saying it, if Pakistan are phenomenal with all of the drama that goes on <laughs> behind the scenes. With, with it, it is absolutely ridiculous how it functions because you look at histories of World Cups, right? It has been turmoil within within the board or leading up to, we'd have, we've had, what, three chairmen's change in the past one year, we've had multiple chief selectors and now the current chief selector has resigned mid-tournament. Uh, the, the board within the, the chairman is having a go at having to clarify his position with the skipper. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. It's really unfortunate the way it pans out. Uh, and you have to almost feel for the 15 who are there trying to, you know, sort of do what they're supposed to do and they're hoping that at least their own board would have would have their back but it hasn't been the case um so that has always been something that you push Pakistan into the corner uh and I think you go back to 1992 when Imran Khan came out wearing uh sort of an injured tiger's uh t-shirt yeah. and said that you know sort of an injured tiger is more dangerous and that's exactly what Pakistan is you push them up against the wall when the chips are down and they're completely out uh and they come up with their best performance that's what makes them so dangerous. But if you look at it practically, it's not how you win World Cups. No, you're so right. So you, you... I, I was just about to say, it's a shame Inzamam didn't go in 1992. 13-year-old Daniel is still crying after his heroic <laughs> at Eden Park. I remember 92, that you crushed us in Christchurch and stuck into the playoffs through the back door. Um, what are the chances of history repeating? When you look at the, I, I guess, firstly, the most important thing, winning the next game, they, they've beaten New Zealand five times in this year alone. They must be very buoyant about their chances. Yeah, you look at how Pakistan's now shaping up with, in terms of form, uh, their bowling unit clicking, the, their opening partnership coming uh, good in terms of Fakhar Zaman. The middle order has been scoring consistently. It's probably the one thing that you can look at in Pakistan's top orders 
one or two making those big runs, barring from what the 344 chase against Sri Lanka was. But Shine Shafri, he's got his rhythm back. Looks like he's understood the length to bowl in India. Yeah. Uh, so it's like about peaking at the right time and suddenly Pakistan look a different unit. Uh, and you look at New Zealand, it's like four completely phenomenal one-sided wins on the trot. And then they've almost lost their way. They've obviously been hit by massive injuries. Uh, Kane's obviously been in and out. Uh, played the first, well, I think played two games in between. Henry, I think, is a big loss for New Zealand. Uh, Lockie Ferguson as well, because we've seen what express pace when delivered right can do. Uh, so it just feels it's almost like one team's peaked at the very right time. And one team's sort of just fallen off after a phenomenal start, given the injuries. And it comes together in a crunch game. And I just feel Pakistan has has the advantage going into this game. Hmm. Well, I was about to say, Aruj, I mean, you know, you spoke about injured Tigers. We've got a number of injured Tigers in our team that <laughs> will not play. Um, in fact, we, we were discussing before you came on the call whether Danny Morrison might get the call up <laughs> because we might not have enough players. Um, Carl, Carl Jameson comes in for Matt Henry, but it really does sound like you're confident about this one, which actually scares me because as a Pakistan fan, you're normally a little bit anxious because you're going, oh, no, which Pakistan is going to turn up here today? But I'm actually nervous as well because yes, I no. know that this this game means a lot in the context of the tournament, but also for Pakistan and to put pressure on New Zealand. Yeah, I think it's a, it's, it's, a, it's an even bigger uh, sort of a click that if you might say that it just switched on. It's almost like these 15 almost feel like they got to prove a point. Uh, they gotta show what the what they are made of, not just to the world, but just to their own people, the board, who's been sort of been so busy in trying to pull their own team down. So, uh, and 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 you're very right. It's it's a very very confident feeling because of all of those things. Just and then you never know beyond tomorrow. This is just for yeah. tomorrow because that's how unpredictable Pakistan is. But I just feel that. It was almost an understanding of conditions in India, which Pakistan took a little little while to recognize in terms of their quick bowling unit, in terms of length to bowl, hold a good length just on top of off. I thought Shine Shafidi finally, after realizing there was no swing, was very quick to consistently hit that length. Vaseem Jr. at the back end with his reverse swing has been very good. And we've seen that throughout the PSL as well. He keeps the ball within the stumps. Uh, and the batting unit has come good. So it, it is not a, it's not an anxious... Confidence. It's it's a it's a pure confidence because of all those reasons, uh, and and I think barbarism. You had that feeling that barbarism is going to come good at some point. He's there's no debate in the quality or the skill that he has as a batter, and you just feel that it's just been way too long that that big score hasn't come. Although he scored his fifties and sixties and seventies, uh, but it's just about conversion. And and then Ron, you started this conversation with how barbarism fancies New Zealand with his last century being against them. So all those things, you put all those things in a line and it just feels even on paper with form in the past two games into context, just you just feel Pakistan is the stronger side. All be on eleven. but you just feel in terms of collectively they're just just falling off a little bit. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm concerned about. Barbarism at his best is a genius, right? And Three fifties and seven innings tells me he's not far away, right, Grant? <laughs> you, you, you're a little bit worried, like I am. I, 
I'm I'm really worried because Aruj, I mean, she's she's very short, but she's very confident. You know, like um, for a short person, there's a lot of confidence. She's always there, even on the golf course, Daniel. You must see her strike a golf ball. Um, there's anger there when she gets it wrong, but she's always fighting. And I think she, you know, I always think you've got to take it from where it comes, Daniel. And she's <laughs> always positive. She's a fighter and she loves Pakistan. So I think there's a little bit of bias there. I will say, um, you know, New Zealand, she's right. We started well. It was always going to be tough in the back end. That game against South Africa is massive. It's like, wow. Like we go in there and I don't know why we chose to uh, put them in uh, and have a bowl <laughs> because South Africa loved that and scoring big. Um, and now we're licking our wounds. And you don't want to go into a game like this against Pakistan doubting yourself. But... What I will say is every one of our batsmen have actually scored runs, gone in and done well. It's only Tom Latham who's maybe a little bit short. So I do think we go in with form. I think our bowling combinations is just struggling at the moment. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you think, Arouge, but I just think those injuries and the mismatch, like Saudi coming in with his broken thumb going for 77 the other day against South Africa, we just haven't found that combination that you've got. Yeah, I think it's going to be that. The game will be uh, New Zealand's bowlers versus Pakistan's batters, whichever get the better of them. Because like you're saying, the New Zealand batting looks really good. Devin Conway will be a difficult wicket to get. Uh, Rachin Ravinda is he's having a time of his life with the bat. And it's not like he's just somebody who's on beginner's luck, although he's obviously still got uh, uh, matches behind him. But... He's confident, he's assured, uh, and he's not afraid to take the game on. And then you've got the likes of Daryl Mitchell, Latham, um, and Glenn Phillips. So that's a that's a very good, strong top six. I think the only thing, like like I said earlier, would be Pakistan's batting versus New Zealand's bowling. Because Pakistan's batting has just come into form off late. And if you try and break through that opening partnership, that's what's probably put Pakistan under pressure, that rebuilding phase where... We don't necessarily, we're not a team where necessarily we yeah. look to make use of the power play. We're probably at max, I think in this tournament, we've been 59 in that power play, even on good wickets. So that's that's the kind of template that Pakistan sort of plays, that hold wickets in hand. So if you manage to dent Pakistan with uh, in the power play, picking up two important wickets, that rebuilding phase where Mitch Satner probably comes in and you see Rizwan and Barber off late, probably with the better quality spinners who can hold their length, struggle a little bit. That could be the game for me because for me it'll be Trent Bolt and Mitch Satner, uh, primarily, uh, and then Pakistan's batting order. Uh, in that you manage to pick up three quick wickets, it could be a different story. I feel this will be a two seventy two eighty kind of a yeah. close game, close chase. Rouge, last one from me. After uh, I, I need some sort of retort after Grant's character assassination of you, describing you as short, overconfident, and angry. Um, yeah, the fault is yours. Well, the short and overconfident are fine. The angry he used to make us. So, well, that one's on him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, all five feet, one inches of me is feeling confident about tomorrow. Uh, yeah. The angry comes from the fact that if Pakistan, have, Pakistan have only let themselves down. They've shot themselves yeah. in the foot on all seven occasions. Uh, including South Africa, including giving away 367 or 344 against the likes of Australia and uh, Sri Lanka, not batting their 50 overs against India, laboured chase and chasing 280 something against New Zealand where they took their own sweet time. Um, so it's been Pakistan not arriving, right? It, it, 
it it's a world cup and you need to be on the money from game 1 so uh, that's where the sort of sort of frustration comes in that uh, we could have been such a better side it's not like the opposition's blown us away we haven't played good quality cricket in all three facets um at, at on a consistent basis and that's what's the angry part of being <laughs> pakistan but saying all of that that's what pakistan cricket is uh, which is which is which is which is also not okay because you want to inconsistency is not something to be proud of uh and and given the amount of talent raw talent and the ability that pakistan yeah. does find with ball in essence and in now also off late with the bat you put structures together and my god we'd just be winning world cups after world cups but so that's probably the frustrating part that uh, having all of that it's just pakistan letting themselves down in the first 6 out of the 7 oh 5 out of the 7 games that they played Well, Grant, I, I, I share a small room with you every week, Grant, so I've got to allow you to have the final word or comment or <laughs> question. Well, it's a final question. I mean, you know, as my personal dentist, Arush, um, <laughs> what, what, is, what is your finest moment? Was it, was it calling a barbarism 100 or cleaning up my front teeth? Just really, I don't know. Yeah, we're on Zoom at the oh, moment. And that I'm beautiful smile. Anytime, Grant. Arrangements <laughs> special, isn't it? Absolutely, it doesn't get better than that, right, Grant? <laughs> <laughs> Barber no, will we... keep scoring his centuries. Maybe just one tomorrow, even if I'm not there. Uh, but those pearly whites, I think that's icing on the cake. <laughs> well, listen, we we love love having you on the show as a debutant. Um, you bring color. Not everyone can see that because you're on Zoom tonight. And um, but. Um, you know, like I love listening to you commentate. Yeah. I love the passion that you have for Pakistan. Uh, your fans, what they bring to the game, and what Pakistan brings to the game in terms of skill level is just unbelievable. So, I think you're right. I think this is going to be a, a good game to stay awake for in New Zealand. So, a nice time for you. So, enjoy it. And I do hope you're wrong, though. I hope New Zealand win. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Thanks for thanks for coming on the show, Ruji. Thanks for having me, guys. This is absolute pleasure and a lot of fun. And I'm hoping this debut turns into more of a consistent outing. <laughs>